Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Midday's with Marcus Maven. 8150. 93.9 is the number. 93.9 is the station. I said this yesterday. I'll say it again. While right now, you don't feel like you're under an immediate threat. You are. You should know this. You should know that now's the time to prepare. Because your home is your fortress. And your first line of defense is your roof. And your roof is under attack by either Mother Nature or Father Time. You should be calling Citadel Roofing and Construction. Citadel Roofing and Construction is locally owned and operated. We'll provide free inspections, estimates, and of course, they'll work with your insurance. Did I also mention their A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau? Let Citadel Roofing and Construction protect the roof that protects you by calling 502-219-7964 today. Also, big thanks to Matzo Pot. Dropping off some epic pizzas and focaccia bread for lunch today. Shout out to Justin Sofro. Teaching me the proper pronunciation. He said Nick talked dirty Italian or something like that. <laughs> I was like, okay. So he was like, really? This is, yeah, it's saw he was like, this is how you actually say focaccia it. Focaccia bread. What did I say that was wrong? I don't know, but Sofro helped me out. Appreciate it, man. Oh, I'm so head out of matzo pie. Head <laughs> Head out to Matzo Pies. <laughs> Anchorage location for a unique dining experience. Also, visit the Douglas Loop and Butchertown locations. Stop in, pick up some 1020 craft brews, and discover the delicious handmade brick oven pizza. One more shout out. Yeah, let's do it. To one of our, our realtors, one of our favorite day ones. Yeah. Just want to make sure I pass along. Derek A. Stewart is a number you should know for all your buying and selling needs write this number down he has all the answers see all the questions and if not he'll point you in the right direction where you can get the right answers 502-314-9868 today um so steve yes sir we're gonna we're gonna circle we're gonna circle back around okay but first this is up on the screen so i want to ask you you believe lebron would quietly walk away. LeBron says he's 50-50 on a fare, farewell tour. What say you? I think he's just so close to being in the league with both of his sons. Just don't know if he can do it. I think he's going to have to wait. Because, I mean, you're going to get Bronny in the league next year. You know? Is he? You don't think the Lakers aren't going to take Ronnie to appease Bron? No. I mean, I don't know why if you had the first, second pick in the draft, why you wouldn't take him. If you thought you could get that caliber. No, but LeBron is. Is there a fresh, is there a rookie coming in next year can help you more than LeBron could for three years? Ooh, that's a good take right there. Steve, it's over. Like I would take, Bronny, if I was the top five team, be like, give me Bronny. And then look at LeBron and be like, he'll be a free agent. Well, come on. He's a free agent after this year. Yeah. Like, come on over, man. I mean, there's not a player there's in the no draft better than LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you know the top three picks in the draft are right now? Who? Kid named Alex Saar from overseas. Olivier's brother. Yeah. Olivier Saar's younger brother. 
They've got Rob Dillingham going third. Would you rather have Rob Dillingham or LeBron James? Would you take LeBron and Bronny or Rob Dillingham? What about Saar and Dillingham? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, do I got two of the first? Yeah. They got Dillingham projected at, the, at going Number three. three right now. I bet that pisses Tyler off. Probably. But Dillingham is nasty. He's yeah. nasty. Absolutely. Well, uh, how's your dude doing, Scoot? Uh, what's the name last year? Went straight to the league. Uh, he's playing well. Over at, uh, you're talking about Scoot Henderson? Yeah. Uh, he's playing well up in Portland. Okay. I mean, that's they traded away yep. Dame Lillard. Yep. I mean, because they believed in Henderson and Anthony Simons. <laughs> Did somebody say I'd rather have Anthony Simons yesterday? It's <laughs> like, yeah. He's awesome. Um, uh, uh, oh, I wanted to circle back around because you asked him. Um, Nikki, I saw you thought about it. You had time to digest it. Your biggest get off my lawn. Steve, so you settled on the targeting rule. Not targeting, no, not targeting. Defenseless yeah. receiver. Yeah, is defenseless that, is, receiver. See, is that selfish? You know why? I'm a psychoanalyzer. You. Okay. You're doing that because you knew you had to get hit across the middle. And and if you, you could have been confident across the middle – then you, you you know, I mean, yeah, your yeah, career like, path would. Yeah, you didn't have to get rocked across the middle. And you, you know, and you know what? This all goes back. See, when you just listen, you can always go back to one moment, right? And you know what that moment is with Steve. Think about this. Steve just now told you, and all of sports, encompassing every aspect of sport, his. Biggest agitation and get off my lawn is not fair. Back in my day, is defenseless receivers getting hit in the middle of the field? You know what it is because he's scarred. Yeah, and you know who what, hurt you, Steve? And you know what? I'm gonna tell you who hurt him. Listen, little Petrino. Okay, really. <laughs> Tell Nikki I'm lying. Nikki, I mean, do you want to know what little Petrino said? I Steve? tried to go across the middle. That was the problem. <laughs> Listen, Nikki, I don't know if you remember this story, but Steve has told it. But I have to I have to tame it. I have to tame the story down. Yeah. A lot. Little Petrino. Now Steve had to run an a a an option route, like a choice route, right? Steve runs up the field. And he zigged when he should have zagged. <laughs> Basically, he was supposed to go one way because the linebacker would be there. And Steve went the wrong way. And a coach <laughs> told Steve that your profession, you're going to be a man of the night. <laughs> man of the night? Yes. You're going to be. You know, you know how you have ladies of the night. You're gonna be the man of the night. Yes, as a profession. Just the gigolo. No. I know. I know. No. Kind of worse. You're gonna be like a servicing man of the night. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yep. If you make that mistake again. <laughs> Yeah, it's like there's nothing I can say. Yeah, 
Like, but no. he, was, he was right. Yeah, he's like, do you do that? No, not. I've never done it personally. Well, that's what you're gonna do for a living. <laughs> if you, I'm like. <laughs> so, so that's what scars Steve as far as the defense. Well, Paul Petrino was he thinks, psychotic. He thinks everybody should have to be hit across the middle. Everybody should have to. Then you got to walk back to the room with everybody. I'm like, I don't do that, guys. <laughs> I don't know why he said that. <laughs> oh, he's got no reason to think that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I did. That's funny. That might be true. Maybe that's where it is. <laughs> uh, it just drives me nuts, though, when it, when a, a defender makes a great play and the ref's like, nah, he was defenseless. It's like, no, he was about to catch the ball. Mm -hmm. Like, the ball hit off his hand. He's bobbling the ball. You rock him. And they're like, ah, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. I should have let him catch it. My bad. And then try to pry it loose. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, It's football. We know what we signed up for out here. I was listening to um, Kobe. There was a little thing about uh, it, when Kobe was talking about how he said everything is, is, is he said, like, it's, it's guessing. It's, yeah. It's guessing basketball. He said, all we do is penetrate and, and kick the ball out. He's like, we don't know what's, you know, we don't have a set rotation. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. He was talking about that and how much he didn't like, you know, that style of play. And he's like, that's what the NBA is now. Just, you know, because he's like, you never know where people are really going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that was kind of my thing always about college basketball. And you can't be good unless you – it 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 – it has to be predictable what my teammates are going to do. Like, we have to have a fundamental, you know, established set of rules. Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and, I, I, and Kobe was saying the exact same thing, and I'm just like, okay, so I'm getting old. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm going to find myself complaining about this with every coach probably, with every team I watch, every yep. college team, just the farther you get away from, you know, systems, set systems. Um yeah, that's a good point, man. So, I'm trying to like think of mine. Maybe maybe this is a temporary one right now. Okay, but right now it's you know what it is. Anything Trey White does, <laughs> that's it. That's my get off my line. You know, that's you, a good answer. You know, you, yeah. know, you know what mine is. Listen, defensively. Okay. Okay. I hate watching defense now. I hate watching defense. I Steve, I hate watching defense on TV. I hate it. Basketball? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I hate watching it because I, I, I remember, and this is, this is DeJuan Wheat Week, ain't it? Yeah. Like, like I remember DeJuan, like, I, I don't know if he got, he kept on getting me with a, with a move or something. Maybe we were doing the one-on-one three dribbles or something, right? But I remember him just saying, maybe. You got to take a side away from somebody because he's like, basically, he's like, these dudes will blister you out here. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. He's, you got to take one side away from a basketball player, left or right, but you can't stay in front of a basketball player. Yeah. And I'm watching basketball and people try to stay in front. Like, no, I got to know I got help over here mm -hmm. and I got to shade them to the baseline yeah. and cut them off at the baseline. There's a reason there's out of bounds. Yeah. yeah and don't, yeah. that's another defender. The out of bounds line is considered a third defender, you know, or, you know, yeah. wherever your help is. There's and not a marginal point guard that can't go around. It's not a find marginal, a way around. It's somebody. not a marginal basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Every if that's why I say if if somebody stops you from getting to the basket, I'm gonna talk about this in the in the other segment. But it's like trying to explain to somebody. I can see 
the lateral quickness of Sky Clark and say he can, he can play some defense. But what we don't have a just there's not college systems that are like a lot a lot of good ones yeah. where you 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 funnel. Yeah. You have to funnel guys. You have to have a game plan to funnel people in certain areas. And I just don't see it, damn near any of that yeah. around college, it, even in the pros. And when I see these guys run out and go flying past, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying, when they do the attempt block, yeah, and just go flying past somebody out of bounds, I'm like, what is that? Do you know what's sad is just fundamentally, you know, I was sitting with Elijah the other night and watching his lady friend play basketball mm. and you know what i pointed out to him I'm i said you want to know the simplest thing she does that i like about her game so she always gives a target i said after a pick and roll hey here here yes it's here you know like hey i got you and when she's in the middle of the zone hey here i'm like i said son you don't even see that in college basketball right now like the way the in game college, yeah, 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 yeah you know yeah. what i mean i'm yeah, like, like I'm not taking away from defense. I'm just saying yeah. same point, just a different thing. I'm like, you see how she, I said, watch. Every time she rolls, she's going to give somebody a target. Hey, she passed cuts. Hey, up here. I want it down here. I'm like, that's so simple that I'm like, you don't see that in the game. In now. the game. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I, and here's the thing. We're Louisville-centric, so we're focused on this. And then, sure. and then I get mad because I'm like, this is what the game is turned into. So uh, yeah, even, right. even when I turn on must bust, so you know, like the joke, I was making this joke with myself. I'm like, I feel like I'm watching my same team. Oh, they listen, Arkansas. I did my skit in the beginning of the show and yeah. it's funny and all Arkansas hung on by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> I mean, like they were just, I, but, look, it was the end of the game. A and M's pressing. They kept trapping them in the corner. Oh, Arkansas God. guy was just like, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, literally so, twice they got Arkansas Throw it in. He went straight to the corner, picked it up. Well, yeah. just, I'd kill oh, my like, – yeah. yeah, like imagine uh, yeah. You, and, you and I talking back and forth. Yeah, that was court, terrible. They're full-court pressing. Yeah. Nikki, the one place you can't go in a full-court press is the corner. My God, I did it against Kentucky one time. I still got nightmares about that one trap that I threw across the middle. Who trapped you? Oh, Saul Smith and – Maybe Tayshawn Prince. Okay, well, that's fair. It's like, that's a tough trap. <laughs> that's a tough. That's a tough trap. That's a tough trap. I mean, Tayshawn, yeah. Saul Smith, poop. God, I, he would, he would destroy you. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> he was poop. He was not. He's playing with dad. It's a lot of pressure. school. A lot of pressure there. I can score points on him. Why is he even get a scholarship? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, point being. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, it's it's hard to watch. Like I see people drop, and and they do that like they're trying to block a shot. It's like what is that? I know. What? But it happens so much around the game. Like I, I probably got about four more years. I can watch basketball. I know. I know. I'm just have to. I have to transition to lacrosse or something. Just or it might come back. Hockey. <laughs> Hockey never changes. <laughs> it's the same game it was. <laughs> what is your get off my lawn with hockey? Um, hmm. Maybe I, I think fighting belongs in the game. Like you know, they're not I, fighting anymore. No, they're, they're limiting it, and I, I get it. You know, the whole CTE thing. 
but I do think there's still a place. Because <laughs> well, it polices the game. It, it's it's a self-governing game, and, and that's what the fighting does. It kind of keeps everybody honest, and it can kind of keep guys from taking runs at people and things like that. What What part of the CTE? Oh, no. Oh, no. What part of the CTE do they do? Like, do they just say that's the excuse for totally taking out fighting? Uh, pretty much. I mean, because there's been some some players that were prominent fighters that have come out in recent years and been like, hey, I'm dealing with some stuff. And, you know, that 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 that, that can sway me. But I still think there's some there's some place for it in the game. So they're saying it's the fighting that caused the CTE? Well, yeah, I mean, repeated shots to the head. But not the, but not the, the hockey itself. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. It's like you know, do, do you keep the do you keep the fighting in to keep people from getting hurt from dirty hits, or do you take the fighting out and keep guys from you know scrambling their their brains? Okay, is that enough to like make you fight sport? Yeah, I still think, but because that's what I'm saying, I still think that it, it belongs in the game. It, you know, and. I, I hope they don't get rid of it, but I do hope that, you know, maybe they tighten up concussion protocols. But it wouldn't, and, it, you wouldn't, you'd still continue to watch. Like Steve. Oh, if, if, they, if, they, if, if they take, take it the out, kickoff, yeah. If you take the opening kickoff, Steve might stop watching football. No, I'll still watch hockey. I mean, because that, 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 now there's two, there's two prongs to it. Like, I can't stand when people just, when they would tell me, like, oh, you play hockey? And then the minute I could, like, you know, mouth what they're going to say. If I played hockey, I'd fight all the time. First off, no, you wouldn't. Second off, and then they'd be like, if I take my skate off and kill somebody. And I'd be like, I've seen Happy Gilmore, too. No, you wouldn't do that either. But, like, that's the <laughs> thing. Like, it's, it, there's a lot more to the game than just fighting. But yeah. I do think they're, yeah, that guy looked like Dog the Bounty Hunter. I know. Yeah, like, his brother Hound or looking something like that. He was looking at that car. <laughs> Yep, this is it. Found them. <laughs> now I know why they switch cars. <laughs> then, then there's that element. Yeah. This, yeah, this has been uh, exciting. Um, I tell you what, good people. I'm gonna do my normal uh, pregame. You, Let's go. You want to? You want to throw anything in there? Like I said, I'm no. I'm, listen, I'm do Notre Dame. Show. Listen, Notre Dame, Louisville, a matchup of two Goliaths, matchup of two powerhouses, ACC. I'm, I can't wait. Last commercial break, 939 The Ville. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is... With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. 
it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Welcome back. Welcome back to the unofficial ESPN Louisville 93.9 pregame show. I am your host, Marcus Mabin, of course. Uh, interrupting middays with Marcus Baby just to give you a Louisville versus Notre Dame bit of an abbreviated sorry for the abbreviated pregame show just tell you want to get you some things what to watch for what I'll be watching out for and just a few tips to kind of give you something you know give you some notes give you some background notes give you a little thing a couple things to study and remember and take it to the game if it is the sports aspect of it that you actually crave but before I go any further I have to take a second to give a special special thanks to the sponsor of our unofficial ESPN Louisville 939 pregame show. That would be one Kentucky and a pump sales people for every home, building, business, or municipality that all rely on the movement these pumps provide. People, the moment you need a water or sewage pump, you should be thinking Kentucky and a pump sales. They're like our first responders or essential personnel. Over 35 years of experience, best service, fairest possible price, and it's right over in Jeffersonville, Indiana. People, go see Harold or go see Mark, and they will find out exactly, and I do mean exactly what you need. Utility, sump, affluent, grinder, sewage, anything you need, 3303 Industrial Parkway, of course, or you can give them a call, 812 812- 725-9217 or simply visit KentuckyAnnaPumps.com Huge, huge opportunity. One of the better opportunities you will get for the last few games of the season. You have Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not a tough team. Well, I, 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 let, me, let me rephrase that. Notre Dame has not been a consistent team. But if you look at Notre Dame, they have some really close games. They have some some really close games against some good people. The the ACC and the fight for the respect of the ACC coming down the stretch is starting to be echoed by a lot of coaches. You know, we watch other conferences, uh, uh, quote unquote, uh, cannibalize themselves, and they and they kind of seem to springboard. You know, or each win in their conference seems to springboard every everyone else's resumes. That doesn't seem to be going uh, the same way in the, the national perception of the ACC. But that's a different conversation for a different time. As of now, and as of now to go official pregame show, just working off the notes, it's an opportunity. They are not overly uh, big. They are not overly athletic. But here's the thing. A couple things you should know about Notre Dame. And then I'll cover a couple things about the Louisville Cardinals that you should look for. Um, um, uh, of course, always, uh, health means everything subject to change. Um, Notre Dame. This is what you're going to see. This is what you, what, you, what you have in Notre Dame. You have, first things first, they're very fundamentally sound. And I'm not, I know you're saying, oh, Marcus, what do you, what go figure. Remember, this is not Mike Bray, Notre Dame. But Notre Dame. Still, 
extremely fundamentally sound. One of the reasons I am more excited about this game than some of the other games. You know, some of the other games I say that are good matchups, the Florida State game, the Miami game, some some games where guys are just going to get out and run and they just like, uh, uh, and they don't have just the players that can pulverize you, you know, those usually good matchups. Guys, they just, you know, kind of get out, kind of play freely, and, you know, just compete openly. Those are better matchups for Louisville because, you know, they're kind of in a a more comfortable state. Now, Notre Dame is going to be fundamentally sound, very fundamentally sound. Why am I excited about that? It gives me a chance to look at the level of my fundamentals. Uh, it, it gives me a chance to look at, you know, the improvement on the on the screens, on the pick and rolls, on the quick passes. If you watch, uh, Notre Dame just recently played Georgia Tech. We're talking about, and Georgia Tech did a number on them. And we, I mean, getting the ball to the free throw line, with pivoting, making a sharp pass to the baseline. No, uh, Georgia Tech got a, a, a whole lot of dunks, a whole lot of easy laps by simply getting the ball to the middle of the floor, quickly turning, quickly hitting the dump down man for the alley-oop. Um, it's, a, it's a big time thing. On the defensive end, Notre Dame did an excellent job curling, getting their point guard right to the free throw line, you know, getting the ball up the sideline, attacking the basket. Uh, um, You know, sometimes we struggle with calling out our man early, getting our matchups early. Teams that really emphasize, you know, going from rebound to transition to see if you can get an early bucket, just uh, um, that's going to be a a thing echoed. That's going to be a sentiment echoed um, uh, throughout the night. The fundamentals of Notre Dame is going to be able to to show you a hold up a mirror to yourself. And and that part of the game, I'm really looking forward to. Point guard. Point guard. It's it's the guy, it's the um I'm I'm blanking on his on his name right now. Um the point guard for Notre Dame. He makes their engine go. He makes their engine go. Now, if you've watched any Notre Dame, like I'm sure our sco- our coaches have, our scouting department, you would know you have to keep at point guard off the free throw line. Both off the free throw line from free throws and off the free throw line because he is a sharp, sharp mid-range shooter. He makes the right decisions. They run, they run simple handoff actions where they set good screens they can make the extra pass you know like i said if you have dudes if you have dudes on your team you can beat notre dame and i mean dudes that are going to come out and just put up numbers um uh put up you know just put up you know, gaudy athletic numbers, uh, 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 big time shooting numbers. You know, you can really, you know, give Notre Dame a hard time. But if you just if you play at their pace, if you if you play fundamental against fundamental, you're going to end up in a, in a dog fight. You're going to end up. Uh, uh, you know what you're going to end up. You're going to end up at this point after the game talking about how Notre Dame had their the the, the a career shooting night. And listen. That's being discussed in uh, for, for these these last few games. That's going to be discussed in everybody's locker room. 
This is a night to have a great shooting night. This is scouting report is out. You you will if you take good shots, if you take patient shots, if you make a if you can get into the paint, get these guys off their feet, make the extra pass, everybody will see a lot of good opportunities um um in, in this game. And unfortunately, at our uh, expense, do you get these uh, uh, amazing shooting lights? So, the fundamentals of Notre Dame, keeping them off the free throw line, again, both through your through, through the offensive play and uh, uh, not fouling, because again, they're not overly athletic. They're not going to wow you with you know with talent or anything like that. They just play hard. They play hard. They play together. They play very fundamentally sound. Uh, again, make the extra pass, and they can shoot the lights out. They can shoot it. It's it, like I said, it's a Notre Dame team. They're like I said, they're they're a couple of players away, and I know that's like everybody says that. But here's the thing: they can shoot the lights out of the ball. They execute simple handoffs, simple screens. They get wide. They get very low on on the defense. Um, you know. Uh, just, just you know, like I said, I, I, I kind of not a tough team. I, I, I left the game kind of excited about the opportunity, but I, I was most excited about the opportunity to see what we've learned fundamentally, see how we close out the team, um, and that kind of gives a oh, one more thing. Here's one more little treat. You are gonna hear a name, and I'm sure your brain is gonna wander a bit, and you're gonna get a little bit nostalgic, but you're gonna hear a name. And one of their players, one of their more athletic guys on the team, you know what the name you're going to be listening to is? Tay Davis. That's right, people. Tay Davis at Notre Dame. Your brain is going to say, you're going to superimpose Tay Davis on our team and say, huh, I wonder what we would have been with Tay Davis. Or you might watch it and we might have them locked down and we might have guys just, you know, killing Tay Davis. You might say, oh, boy, I'm glad we dodged a bullet with Tay Davis. But, yeah, that's what that's another Notre Dame thing. Like I say, outside the point guard and Tay Davis, um, it, it's, it's kind of a, a, a cliche Notre Dame team. You know, like I said, it's, it's going to be one of those anybody can can give you a few numbers. But their yeah their their biggest strength is going to be on the on the execution of the offense and they're relying on each other for help side defense uh, um uh, from, from their end from our end here's what I'm going to be watching for first and foremost again them holding up the mirror the the Notre Dame holding up the mirror to our fundamentals. Is something I'm going to be very, very interested in. Um, this is this is my sideline review. This is my this is my scouting. You know, what's our scouting look like on this? What's our ability to get the scouting game plan? Because again, this is not a Notre Dame is is going to be one of your easier scouts uh, um, because they don't do a lot of of of, of you know, janky stuff. It's just kind of cut and dry. You like I said, some handoffs, some pick and rolls. You know, some down screens. You know, get it to the po- uh, post or get a cutter or two. You know, like I said, it's not a it's not a tough scout. 
if you can stay down in your defensive stance. Um, another thing I'll be looking out for, good shots. Good shots. Good shots at the basket. Good shots from the floor. Now, I, I have to explain something. Uh, there, there was something came up yesterday on, on the on the show. Now, I, I think this is this is the time to give it a little more uh, clarification. So you know, we're, you, you debate people, you debate people about players, and I know, I know, sometimes I'm, I'm I sound obnoxiously arrogant with some of the things I say. And I promise I don't mean to for the most part. Every once in a while I do. But sometimes I get so frustrated because I know what a professional scout is. I know I know what a scouting, a, a, a phenomenal, awesome scout is. I know what coaching through scouting tape looks like. And, you know, like something came up where we were talking about Sky Clark yesterday. And Sky Clark's a, a skill set, what he's good at, what he's not good at. And, you know, it's funny when when someone, like, listening to people just run straight to percentages when we're having a, 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 a true debate about basketball. You know, we're talking about, you know, guys under, you know, under different coaching staffs or different situations, what would make a guy better, you know, things like that, you know, different, you know, defenses, more college defenses where you channel a guy instead of just trying to stay in front of him. You know, just real life basketball sports conversation. And I get flabbergasted sometimes cuz you know, when people just run to the to the percentages to say like somebody can't shoot especially when you're talking about a point guard. A point guard on a team that is losing. Like okay. I'm I'm just, I'm I'm going to come up with an example. Do you know how many times a point guard has to shoot a red a red, what is a red? A red is when the shot clock gets under, a, a, you know, whatever your team is. Some teams start going a, a red at 10 seconds. Some teams get it down to, you know, if you're Virginia, they Virginia goes red at four seconds. You know, actually, Virginia stays in red shot clock territory. Um, but what I'm saying is, do you know how many shots a point guard has to shoot? How many just scramble shots? What do you think people do when 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 the shot clock is going down? They just throw it to the point guard. Point guard has to check it, check it up. So point a point guard shoots like seven red shots that he would normally never shoot. He just has to shoot because he has the ball and he's the point guard and it's his responsibility to at least get the ball up on the glass. So could you imagine every single game you have seven reds on your stats? where you just had to get the shot up, but because you're a point guard, the ball's in your hand, and you have a team that doesn't have a lot of, uh, of good ball handling. So the, literally, to get, to get to the basket, to get any penetration, the ball has to be in the, it has to come out to the point guard's hands. Your percentages are going to go down with stuff like that. Games that you are losing, that you are losing bad. The point guard is the only guy on this team that can really create a shot for himself outside of Mike James. But these are not 
offensive shots you really take. This is the coach saying, "Hey, you got to go create something, get it up on the board, and we'll and we'll you know get, we'll get to the glass." You know what coaches do? They evaluate your true percentage. Can you shoot? Let's take off the seven reds. Can you shoot? What's your percentage without without those shots? That's what real basketball scouting looks like. You know, it's it's lot. We don't. You know, you come up with these plus minuses, which again. It's a stat. It's a statistic. But it's not a justification. It does not explain somebody's skill set through a through a statistic of a three of a of a four percentage or three point percentage. It's a statistic. Watch the game and see can the can the person shoot when they get looks they're supposed to to get. When you when you move Sky to the two and 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 get him coming off the down screen, when you get a penetration and kick to Sky, can he shoot then? Not just can he can he shoot? Uh, what's his numbers? What's the percentage look like when he has to chuck something up or when nobody's moving or when nobody's coming to the ball or when the shot clock's going down or when the end of the game happens and you, and you have to throw him up? Can he shoot the ball when he gets a, a, a open look? Would he be able to shoot that with a good team? Yes, that was the point. That's the scout. That's the details of of scouting and and why the statistic is not your evidence if somebody can shoot or or they can't shoot. Jesus Christ. Anyway, anyway, without having previous knowledge of the, of the of the injury report, you know, I'll, I'll assume that you'll have your same uh, uh, lineups uh, with with Tyler. I'm I don't. I don't foresee concussion protocol keeping him out, especially at home. Um, and here's the thing. You have to – this is one other thing I'll be looking at. Oh, one of the other few things I'll be looking at. You're, it's, it's time to wrap your arms around your players. I'm going to be looking to see how much fun my guys are having. You remember the other day I talked about uh, seeing Manny Okorafor at over at the end of the game getting yelled at by Mike James and 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 Trey White, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that for the overall aesthetic of the team. I didn't like that for keeping Manny at the University of Louisville. Didn't like that part. Um yeah, I didn't like it situationally. Like, like I said, you, you, being down the way you are, and and two people jumping down your throat after a, a turnover that was that bad. It's just it's just bad. It was just a bad look. And it, it, I don't. Want, I'm hoping not to see that. I'm hoping to see guys having fun. I'm hoping to see a, a supportive crowd. I, I hope there is uh, uh, one of those defensive chant moments where the where the you know where the players and the crowd can feed off of each other uh, again I've I've went outside of the numbers the raw numbers of what's in the stands and I'm looking at what's the energy like what's the energy like on the team um uh what uh, uh, is it is it the two man is going to be the two man scoring uh uh and and the rest of the team role players that that I didn't Really didn't like last game. Although those guys got their numbers, they got their statistics. You wouldn't you wouldn't say they were had the uh, 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 best of games, would you? So so outside of that, I'm going to be like I'll I'll be paying a 
certain close attention to Curtis Williams Jr. And and here's the thing. I I'm, I did Caleb Glenn a disservice because yesterday we kind of had the conversation about uh, uh, the the first calls you would make wanting to keep a guy. Um, I, I I did him a disservice. There was a lot of Caleb Glenn uh, um, commentary. I should have mentioned how much the text line had Caleb Glenn as one of the first calls. Now I know some of that is is sentimentality, if that's even a word. Uh, but if you appreciate, if you really do appreciate, we need guys to play with that kind of motor. I think his motor is kind of a natural motor. He He's one of those guys that you can drop anywhere and his style of play is going to translate, which is a, a extremely valuable skill set, resource to have. Um, a lot of people, you know, you look past it because you say, oh, it should be the standard to play hard. Yeah, that's a talent. Yeah, playing that hard through frustration is a is a talent. That's not a standard. It's always a reason to take to to and and when I say take a playoff, take two steps off. You notice a lot of that. I complain about a lot of it. Those two extra steps that okay, your feet hurt. The ball's going the, the other way. Rounding off your turn instead of stopping on a dime and sprinting back the the other way. Caleb Glenn, if a, if there's a turnover, he will stop on a dime with his blistered feet. I don't know if he has blistered feet, but usually basketball players have extreme blistered feet, especially basketball players who cut on a dime and don't mind uh, uh, getting back and changing directions. They live with pancake blisters. I don't know, though. I don't know. With these new... With these new age insoles and these podiatrists, or is that what you call them? <laughs> look, look, the, the foot care specialists, they probably don't even deal with blisters. They probably got new juices and berries and and, and medical creams to keep on your feet to toughen up your the, the soles. If you, I, I just I, I hate how lucky these young punks are. <laughs> All these, all this medical attention and all this scientific advancement. I know all the old. Listen, and the old school guys are right now. They're barking at me like, like, what are you talking about, Marcus? You had all those the, the breaks in medical care. You know how long a, a meniscus kept you out back in my day. And Marcus, you only missed six games or ten games your freshman year with a meniscus and a partially torn ACL. Yes, people, that is true. But you get my point. Caleb Glenn, I'll be watching him. But here's the thing. I'm not going to put him on my call list because he is Louisville. He knows he's Louisville. He gets Louisville love. I know he, he, I know he wants to get acknowledged. I know, I know the Glenn family wants more acknowledgement. And you should get more acknowledgement. I'm just cheating you right now. Listen, I'm going to assume he's a, he's a home kid. <laughs> I'm going to keep him home. And I'm going to make sure that Tyler gets him the ball to keep him happy. I'm going to make sure Caleb Glenn keeps Tyler happy. I need these guys to catch Tyler's basketball and be able to finish it. That's the only thing that's going to keep him here. 
I need the crowd. I need the crowd to listen. Now, I'm not encouraging this. <laughs> but if they start putting Ty Law on the bench, I don't mind hearing, put Ty Law back in the game. <laughs> listen, just to make him feel a little better, put Ty Law back in the game. Come on, coach. Because I'll be saying that from home. I'll be watching the happiness of Curtis Williams Jr., Tyler Johnson, Caleb Glenn. Those are dogs. Those are young dogs. Those are young dogs that are that are mentally tough enough not to let the outside bother them. They look like they got the same look in their eye at the end of the season as they did when they were getting their short minutes at the beginning of the season. So, those are just a couple of things I'm going to be looking for from the Notre Dame side. The fundamentals, the point guard, and this, uh, you'll see an appearance from Tay Davis. That'll be a little bit of fun. From our end, we're going to be looking at a little Caleb Glenn uh, 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 satisfaction level. I'm going to be looking at Curtis Williams Jr., see if he's out here competing like he should. And I'll be looking at um, Caleb, Curtis, Tyler, and overall, how do our fundamentals match up to a very, very fundamentally sound Notre Dame team? That's going to do it for the abbreviated, unofficial version of the pregame show. The ESPN Louisville 93.9 pregame show brought to you by, of course, Kentucky and the Pump Sales. People, let me get that play out music. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's going to do it. Middays with Marcus Maven and the Louisville unofficial pregame show on 9 Dineville.